0: Hello and welcome to the TV Movie Rewind Podcast with Matt and Todd. Hi everyone. Today we are doing one of my favorite, I I watch it every Halloween, it is in many ways the perfect Halloween movie, 1959's House on Haunted Hill, directed by William Castle, who we could do an entire podcast based on. Sure, uh, William Castle alone. The man was a marketing genius. Sure. Say what you will about his films, which I think are all decent. They're all entertaining films for the most part on their own. But his gimmicks attached to these films yeah. were just incredible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This one, maybe not so much, you know, a giant plastic skeleton flies over the audience of the film, but it's still something, you know, it's still something the audience isn't, probably wasn't ready for.
1: Right. Like if you've taken part in... Um especially anything like the you know like the d box like the motion box or any of like the gimmicky stuff that doesn't, it doesn't happen all the time um not necessarily 3d you know in a way but like you know he he was one of the innovators of a lot of the gimmicks um that you just don't really see anymore and probably never will but uh or at least you know the popularizer of um, a lot of the gimmicks and i'm with you too man i love this movie um this is one of my favorite classic you know black and white films
0: and um you're right it is it is a perfect halloween movie I mean, first of all, it stars Vincent Price, who is mm-hmm. almost the perfect, you know, spokesman for Halloween.
1: Practically synonymous with Halloween for, you know, my childhood, for sure.
0: It is, for the most part, a movie that can be enjoyed by general audiences. It's not mm-hmm. particularly bloody, gory. There are some good creeps and, and yes. a, a decent jump scare in yeah. there. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, you know, Highly for the most part,
0: it's, it's, like almost, it's perfect for a Halloween party.
1: It really is. It's like a great Saturday afternoon sort of a um, uh, 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 movie. It's or, or really any time, honestly. Um, it's also like it's not very long either. Uh, I think it's only seventy four minutes with the credits, which aren't very long, and it's very briskly paced and very
0: fun. It's a murder mystery in a haunted house.
1: Yes. Yeah. So okay. So um, do you like? I think this house
0: is legitimately haunted. Do you agree? Yes. But I mean, the movie plays coy with that. Right. You know, uh, you know, first, let's say that any streaming service you have right now. Yeah. I can almost guarantee you, you can watch House on Haunted Hill on it. It's a movie that's in the public domain. Okay. Yeah, So you can find it on DVD and you can probably find it on YouTube. Probably a hundred people have good prints up of it on YouTube. Oh, for sure. I was going through Uh, and just just about every streaming service has, you know, a version of it up on their service as well. I I guarantee you
1: it's on a rack somewhere at your nearest Ocean State job, Lots, Big Lots, CVS, (laughs) you know, it's somewhere in a compilation of like, you know, a dozen classic, you know, movies or something.
0: Yeah, or a double feature or something. And this like will that. probably
1: be the best one on there, except for Night of the Living Dead, which will almost certainly be on
0: there. <laughs> yeah, no, this is just a, a fun movie that even starts off like perfect for Halloween. You get the it's before the movie starts, you get the shrieking scream and yeah. all the moans and chain rattlings of like it's... you know that that haunted house record yeah, exactly. recordings that you have that you see. play for Halloween I was gonna to see. make the spooky noises.
1: Hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's straight up the Spookorama. You know, uh, Carnival
0: haunted house soundtrack. Yeah, and then yeah, uh, you know Elijah Cook Jr. Uh, second only to Whit Bissell when right. it comes to character actors. Or some people would put him ahead of Whit Bissell. Um, You know, his his disembodied head comes on to give you a little rundown of like I'm gonna tell you about the only truly haunted house in the world. Seven people have been murdered and died horribly in this house, and they haunt the location. And I, the last night I spent in the house, they found me in the morning, almost dead. And he's our panicky idiot of the movie. I guess we'll call him. I don't know if he's an idiot. Well, but
1: panicky for sure.
0: He's like yeah. I, I think of him as like Shaggy. I think you know. Anything that goes wrong in Mister Pritchett's life is blamed on ghosts. Oh, for sure, <laughs> uh, Watson. But Pritchett, he might have uh, a legitimate. Re- I mean, you you heard his story. Your shoes untied. It was a ghost.
1: It, well, yeah, but I mean, you heard his story, and, and just look at the man. Look at the terror, like and and um, and fatigue in his eyes. Like he legitimately believes it, which is good enough, well, and it it seems to be true. We also know he grew up a in drinker. a house with acid. Like an entire it, acid bath
0: <laughs> that they never took out. But we'll get to that. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, well, I, well yeah, we'll get to that. But uh, we're in, then we're introduced to Vincent Price, who's a millionaire holding a party. And he introduces each of the characters that we will see in our, our film. We have our basically our leading male hero, who is a test pilot. Then we're introduced to um, our leading female heroine, who will be our shrieking damsel in distress for the movie. Right. Our screen She's screen. a secretary for one of his companies. Uh, a doctor who is into parapsychology and psychology. A newspaper reporter who has a gambling problem. And Mr. Pritchett himself. And they're all being offered... Ten thousand dollars, and this is ten grand in nineteen fifty nine money. So that's no small. No,
1: it's it's a hundred and five grand now, right? So yeah. So to put things so to put things in perspective, Matt, or, or really anyone out there listening, if someone said, "Hey, look, we're going to have this haunted house party," right? All you have to do is spend the night in this notoriously haunted house where a whole bunch of murders happen, and while I can't guarantee your safety. I'm going to pay you 105 grand just for being there. And if somehow you don't survive, I will give it to your next of kin or like, you know, whoever you say it should go to. Like, so you're guaranteed that 105 grand either way. You just have to spend a night in a haunted house with, you know, several other people. You're not even doing it alone. Right. With several other people that you don't know. Right. But it's a party, you know, so it's free food and everything. Would you do it? Oh, heck yeah absolutely right so the oh, the Things reason got right up to the door and then chickened out the the reason why I say that though is because like through the movie and I think even in the synopsis or most synopsis it's like you know the lustfully greed of the people it's like I don't know about greed I mean they're literally being said hey you spend the night in a night in a haunted house and I will give you a hundred and five thousand dollars of the equivalent of you don't have to be super desperate to reach you know what I mean like they make it sound like these are like you know
0: cutthroats They're just regular people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, one of them is cutthroat. But well, that's the thing. There's there's ulterior motives for you know one of the characters as well as Vincent Price and his loving wife. Right. Um. She's great, Carol. uh, Oh, is it Omar? Carol O'Mara. Yeah. She's she's my she's my Whit Bissell Award winner. Although maybe for this this episode she'll be my Elisha Cook Jr. Award winner. Right. Because she is just so. She's you can tell right off. She's an awful. She only married Vincent Price for his money. She straight up admits that. Sure. But he had to have known. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, okay, he married her because she was hot. Right. She married him because he was rich. They were both using each other. So is anybody being hurt? Well, both of them, because she tried to murder him at least once right not but, that they could prove it but and here's the thing that they sort of
1: gloss over but i swear it's implied that all of his previous four wives and he's i don't previous know what age three. is his previous because she's the four sorry his previous three wives are all dead well, well the first one disappeared we don't know if she's okay dead. fine <laughs> right so anyway <laughs> Are we supposed to think he's entirely on the up and up? because that seems because he's not playing like a 98 year old man or anything. He's maybe playing in his 40s, if that, or at no, least you the, know the
0: 1950s, Thursdays and of late 30s. The entire scene where they're both, you know, where she's introduced and they're talking to each other up in the bedroom as the party goers are gathering down below and she's all upset like he's like, well, this is your party and I'm spending up to possibly, you know, Fifty thousand dollars to 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 have it, you know. You think you'd have you'd, you'd enjoy the party? She's like, but you didn't invite any friends of mine. They're just five strangers that you, you know, randomly invited. And but the entire conversation drips with menace between yes. the two of them. Of They're like, I guy. want, I'm going to murder you the second you turn around. <laughs> well, I'm going to murder you the second you turn around. Right. So to be very clear, like it's evil. Ver- like
1: I don't know if. Vincent Price is technically the one who is the target here, but I don't know if he's a victim, right? Doesn't, no, you know,
0: no, because he's she is so upfront about. Right. At no point does she deny. She's like a super villain. Anything, yeah, you know, when he says, "Well, I was poisoned," she doesn't say she didn't do it. She just says, "Well, you can't prove I did it."
1: <laughs> right, and this <laughs> this is just a few minutes into the film. Like I love the way it opens because it sets the tone right away the way it opens that it's going to be a little bit like you're going to have to go with this a little bit like it's going to be a little bit maybe a little bit campy or something like that with the opening like floating head narration Uh, because rarely do horror movies get narrated directly to the audience when it's opened Um, in fact I don't even know if anyone does that anymore Um, which is one reason to see um this movie and another reason to see like older movies is you will see stuff like you like if you want to see something new you, you will see stuff you'll never see again um and the way this is presented and goes immediately into that conversation it's uh it's it's great it's it's just a great start to this to this movie and what i also like about the scene uh, in particular is because like i only know vincent price as like a presenter as being vincent price right i don't really even know that many movies of him in uh, you know uh, uh with him in it like i think i've seen the roger corman um i think it's roger corman who did the raven with him and i've seen uh, is it last man on earth is, is that one the He's the last man on Earth. Last yep. man on Earth, right? So I I know him from those few things, and then otherwise it's basically as being Vincent Price. So it's cool to see him. It's cool to see him like really, you know, it, it really do a scene like this, and he is just the
0: right level of evil. Yeah, <laughs> growing been, up, they both are. Growing up, he was almost like a spokesman for Halloween. We right. see him on the Muppet Show, like Elvira. He do, do commercials. Um, I think even. I think he even did a, a did a commercial for the March of Dimes about kids going to collect for the March of Dimes, or maybe it was UNICEF for Halloween. You know where he even said, you know, Halloween shouldn't be; it should be warm and inviting, not scary, or something like that. He had the Shrunken Head Apple Making Kit that you know. Yes. Promoted.
1: That's right. He had a lot of like Halloween products and uh, the opening narration of Thriller.
0: Yeah. So he was. Um, yeah, he was famous to us as a person before we ever really started seeing him right. in the movie. So it is kind of hard to to separate him from that. But in that scene,
1: but that's the thing. Like he's so good in that scene. I'm it I'm able to do that. I'm able to forget for a moment that that's Vincent Price. You know, Halloween guy. He's just like putting in a cool scene. And that's that's one of the that's one of the things I love about this movie. Is he's he is so good in this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but and again, all through the movie, even when Carol Omart is dripping with menace, she is so damn charming. Yes. She is just she's perfect. absolutely like she's, she's absolutely perfect. She's she's a, a black widow, you know, right. invites you in and it gets ready to strike.
1: Right. And not even the least bit shy about it.
0: She's nope. fantastic. So Vincent Price goes down to meet the guests and you know, almost immediately Nora, our female lead who is, like I said, the secretary, and she'll be the one running around screaming for a good portion of the movie, is almost killed by a chandelier that comes down on her. And immediately, you know, uh, Elijah Cook, as Pritchett, is like, it's the ghosts. The ghosts are going to claim her. That's that's what they're doing. You know, a nice way to kick off the party and have everybody at ease is, one, somebody almost being killed by what seems accidental, but then being, like, told that it's the ghosts. And... Uh, This is where kind of Walter Pritchett basically introduces not the cast, but the house to the cast about how, you know, there were seven murders in the house and none of them just regular mundane murders. Right. All horrible murders like, you know, his brother and his wife who were decapitated and cut up and their bodies, parts found, spread all over the house except for the heads. They never found the heads. They're still floating around the house somewhere. It really is. It really does make the house seem even creepier, just even if you don't believe in ghosts. To know that like over the years and and like these seven murders didn't happen all at once.
1: No, exactly. Uh, Over
0: 50 years since the house has been built. Right. Everybody who's ever owned the house and lived and lived in it. Has been murdered. Right. The house is cursed. It's evil. It's yeah, it's it's whatever. So and again, the part of the the, the thing you can just we're not going to live in the house. We're just spending some time in the house. Yeah, one night. Yeah. And and as proven, uh, Pritchett himself survived one night in the house because he wasn't living there, although he is convinced that the ghosts are going to be coming for him. Right. Um, And that's that's the sinister aspect of the house, too, is that these ghosts are are almost like um, spirits that are are trapped in the house and they want to murder you so that you haunt the house with them. Right, it's
1: like they're lonely and uh, need you to join them. Exactly. And um, one of the murders uh, apparently was done via vat of acid in the basement that's still there. (laughs) So
0: do you think... Go ahead. That was put in later. That's right, a, that was an that addition. Was gonna, you know, that as was you an addition to the house. But yes, he does talk about how at one point there was a winemaker who built a wine cellar into the house. Okay, that's right. makes perfect sure. sense. I get it. Big house, huge. But under a trap door, <laughs> in basically the very center of the floor of the basement, right. yeah, is, is a pit of acid.
1: It's just a pit of straight up, like instant instant dissolve anything flesh acid because he, he he they're like oh wow there's still liquid in there i wonder if it's acid and he picks up i guess a dead rat or something that happened yeah. to be laying nearby tosses it in the acid and what seconds later up float the bones <laughs> no one ever thought to remove that or do you think someone had a bunch of acid and poured it back in there like well, did it I just mean- not occur to anyone to remove the acid Or that we're just like, well, this is the acid
0: part of the house. The trap itself is under a very secure, heavy door that you need to, you know, crank up to expose. So as long as it's closed. There kind of is no danger. It's just that once you open it, yeah, anybody there's there's no railing or anything around right. it. You could easily fall right into it. Right. And I get. of it is like, well, what do you do with it? How do you, do you pump the acid out? What What do you do? I guess yeah, maybe that's why it's still there. Like I, I, guess, I would I would have the door sealed up over it so it could never be open. But I can't, that's just me.
1: I can't remember
0: if they say like
1: if that was one if it was the last murder and when exactly the last murder occurred.
0: No, it's it's all it, we all all we know is like the murders were horrible and the ghosts still haunt the house and that the ghosts are coming for them all. Like at one point um, as they're going around the house, the um, uh, Ruth Bridger, who is a columnist uh, for a newspaper, she's got a gambling problem. So that implies why she's there to, to get the uh, the money. But she's also like, I can write a great article about this. At one point, what seems to be blood drips down on the ceiling onto her hand, right. which she takes like a champ. She's just yeah. like, hey, what's this on my hand? And of course, you know, it's it's blood. They've marked you. The ghost will be coming for you. And everybody's like, all right, dude, go, go have another drink. Chill out. And they're all just like, oh, it's probably just some sort of, you know, something's leaking up there. I mean. Something seems to be leaking blood, but... I mean,
1: that's the thing. Like, we're supposed to think they don't recognize what blood is.
0: (laughs) You know? Like, blood, the the only thing that looks like blood is blood. (laughs) So while they're all touring the house, our charming male lead and our charming female lead kind of separate and stay down in the basement when everybody else goes upstairs. And they stumble upon a secret room. And when the dude goes into the room, the door shuts behind him and locks separately, leaving her out. And she's banging on the door, calling his name and getting no answer. And when she turns, a door across the basement opens and this ethereal figure kind of glides or slides Towards her, you only really see the silhouette.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: But then it slides away into a mist, and then the door closes, and she goes running and screaming upstairs, saying, "You know, I saw a ghost." Oh, and a uh, ghost. Uh, uh, Mr. Schrader is 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 you know down and downstairs, trapped in in a room, and I can't get him out. And they all go running down the, you know, because that's the other thing about at no point in the movie, at any any point in the movie, when somebody is in danger. Everybody goes running to you know right to see well let's go let's go figure this out So they all right. go running down and she's like we won't be able to do it open the door because it's locked and of course it's unlocked and they open it and they find the dude unconscious like oh I must have hit my head and she, he go, the, as they look around it's like well there's nobody in here with you there's no other door so what you must have ran into a wall in the dark and he's kind of like, well yeah, I guess I must have. You know, of course, Pritchett's like, it was a ghost. He was struck by a ghost. (laughs) So they patch him up, and now we really get, the party really starts to get going, because everybody's introduced, and uh, Vincent Price's wife comes down, and... They, they go over all the horrors of the house, and everybody's already on edge because one of them's been attacked. One drinking, of them's drinking. been marked like bl- by blood. Another one thinks she's seen a ghost. They've been drinking. They're smoking. And that's when he says, okay, now I have, I have party favors. Now the party's out. getting started. And there's seven little coffins on the table, and there's each some- of them has an automatic pistol in them. Right. And he hands them all out, like, here you go. This will help with the ghosts. And he shows, like, bang, shoots something off. The See, they're all loaded. And Mr. Pritchett and even anybody watches, like, do guns work <laughs> against ghosts? If you're drunk enough. So, yeah, the, this is where, whether you believe you can ghosts or not, you've got a bunch of liquored up, on the edge people who have all just been handed firearms to go running around <laughs> the darkened mansion in.
1: I, I mean, I party how... favors. You're going to give up party favors. You're a good host.
0: He's a good host. I, I, is this where the ATF became developed <laughs> from? Is this where, where they're like, hold on, wait a minute. We need a law enforcement agency specifically for this situation. Um, I mean, it's at least important
1: that they are due each that 10 grand. Like, they're not in competition. It doesn't matter. Like, if one exactly. lives or dies, they don't make any more money. So there's no reason
0: for them to, like, not work together. No, no. But if, you know, she's already jumping at shadows, should you really be giving her a gun? Well, no, of course not.
1: (laughs) Of course not. But as we'll find out, although, I mean, this is like, man, all right, well, we'll get to it. (laughs) Yeah. But there's a lot of reach.
0: (laughs) Well... The 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 our test pilot and and our female lead go back down to the basement because he wants to figure out what happened. He goes, I didn't run into a wall. Somebody hit me in there, and somehow they escaped the room without without us knowing. So they go back to the room, and he's tapping along the wall, and he feels he he is a hollow point. And he, they go back out, and they, they count paces across the room to another door, and they go in that door, and they find, you know, the wall, and they tap against that wall, and he's like, all right, maybe there's a secret passage in between the two rooms. You wait, he tells the girl to wait there, Nora, I'm going to go back around and tap on the wall, and when you hear me tap, you tap back. So he leaves her, and of course, immediately the door closes, she's in the dark, she's scared. And should I, I mean, this is where a really nice jump scare comes in. And even if you're ready for it, it might still get you.
1: It gets, it got me. I mean, I've, I've watched this movie a lot, probably not as much as you, but I've seen it several times. And uh, the last time before this uh, weekend was relatively recently. And although I know the scene is there and can remember it in my mind, no problem. I always forget exactly where it shows up. So it always gets me.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, she comes face-to-face with this shriveled old lady yes. with this horrific expression on her face, like she just stepped on a Lego barefoot. Well, it's like
1: someone just threw boiling, you know, water or maybe acid on her or something.
0: And, and she doesn't say anything or nope. do anything,
1: but... But she's got her hands out like she's casting a curse on her, you know, like, or or like a she's a bunch of, like,
0: strangle. She's, she's or... pretending to be a cat and gone, They're... right. <laughs> Then she just slides out of the room. <laughs> right. It's like she's Mrs. Slides or something. Yes, exactly. Wait, Mrs. Slides. Wait, that's her name? Yeah, she will be introduced later as Mrs. Slides. <laughs> what is she, was she like a
1: Marvel character or something? It sounds like a, like a B-level Spider-Man villain or
0: something. Well, again... Her name is actually know,
1: Mrs. Slides. That's great. I guess I didn't notice it.
0: Nora panics legitimately. I would have been screaming myself, and everybody comes running yes. like, oh, "What is it now?"
1: Oh man, I would have been. Yeah, I. Yeah, no, there would have been
0: like a Todd-shaped cloud, <laughs> you know. And she is- describes the situation, and of course, nobody believes her, and she's getting more and more upset because not only are these things keep does she's only the only not only she's the only one seeing them, but nobody seems to be believing her either. Right. Right. Uh, the, so, um um, test
1: pilot guy is, is like a, he's trying but he's you know.
0: trying but you know he doesn't you know yeah. he thinks there's a logical explanation for this and right. of course that, that puts her off too so the party you know kind of you know you, you got Pritchett who's scaring everybody with his you know doom and gloom how they're all doom and the ghosts are going to come get them all you know it's like you know oh seven hours to go seven of us Seven ghosts. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. <laughs> I and, love this movie. <laughs> Good. Now it's coming to midnight, which is the last chance for anybody to back out of staying the night. So everybody again gathers in the parlor. And uh well actually just before that, Nora is again, she she's gone up to her room to yes. you know freshen up, and as she's coming back downstairs, right. somebody grabs her from behind. Holds her mouth closed and says, "Don't stay here. He'll kill you. He'll kill you." And then she escapes from him and goes screaming downstairs. Right. Again, legitimately. Oh, no question. So everybody's now gathered in the parlor, and and Vincent Price is saying, "Like, okay, you know, anybody who wants to back out of staying the night, you have to leave now because um, the housekeeper and his wife." Mr and Mrs Slides and that's where we see that the ghost that uh, Nora saw twice is the housekeeper but she's blind and deaf which kind of explains why she moves around silently it doesn't explain how she slides slides <laughs> yes. like it, like she's on a pair of roller skates that just kind of go whenever she needs to go I
1: mean, <laughs> I mean since she's uh, Nora, rather, is the only one that sees her do that. Do you wonder if that's the house's way of messing with her? Like, maybe Mrs. Well, slides doesn't actually move like that, but she sees it that way?
0: There are implications that the slides were put up to that little production by somebody in the house. Right. To get Nora going. I got you. right. Oh, duh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Yeah, I guess I never really thought about that. So Vincent Price tells everybody I never thought the, about that as part yeah yeah the the slides are leaving and they're locking up the the only way out behind them you know there's bars over the window and it's a solid steel door so once you're locked in you're here for the night until they come oh, unlock the door in the morning and you know sure enough everybody wants to stay because again it's it's at this point i think 6 hours of 8, eight hours of partying until you yeah. get Pay ten grand and it'll let
1: out. Yeah, midnight to eight AM officially. So yeah, you have any time to back out before midnight and then once you're in you are locked in until
0: late. Which doesn't seem all that bad really. And Nora is clearly thinking about leaving because she's already on edge, but everybody kind of convinces her to say, like, yo, come on, we're surrounded by people. Yeah. You know, we'll be fine. Except for Mr. Pritchard, is like, doesn't matter how many people are around her. <laughs> he's great. An, an entire army of soldiers could be surrounded or surrounding her. If the ghosts want to get her, they'll get her.
1: Yeah, he's get, he's, he, 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 he's getting my Elijah Cook Jr. Award, by the way. He has to. He's amazing in this. <laughs> I love yes. In this.
0: I mean, he really is kind of the narrator and the story, I don't know, kick, giver.
1: Right, because it's one of the it's one of the few movies I have where you get to see you know a lot of them in it, and he's just great. He brings it. Um, well, one one quick thing about um, apparently Mrs. Slides. Now that I'm looking it up, um, so one one quick thing about her that I wanted to point out. I guess she's a, uh, she was a silent film um, actress originally, right? Uh, the actress's name is Leona Anderson, but, um, apparently she had an album, uh, where she would sing like shrill, uh, and like purposely, purposely badly. Like basically she was trying to do like anti-opera singing and, um, I guess it was a popular enough album called music to suffer To." (laughs) Just, is just kind of great. And um, it was, uh, there's a music critic who, um, I, I think he's a contemporary critic, who says something, uh, what does he say? Oh, yeah, hearing a crack, strain, burble, and otherwise demonstrate that her singing voice is completely surplus to any requirements might either be seizure-inducing or seizure-removing, depending on how you place your speakers. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, and oh, no, I just thought that was great. I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: All right. Well, so I don't know if we point out that, you know, Elijah Cook as Watson Pritchett is the current owner of the house. Yes. And, you know, and he's only there again because, well, who can use 10 grand? I mean, I'd use 10 grand today. Forget about, you know, the 100 grand, 105 grand is worth now. For doing literally nothing for eight hours. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like you don't even have to do anything. You don't have to clean the house. You don't have to do any work. You don't have to find a thing. You don't have to solve a mystery. You just have to literally exist
0: in the house for eight hours. So they all get locked in, and you know, they're like, all right, let's you know, all everybody just kind of start relaxing. We'll we'll have some drinks, and um, they hear uh, they they. They're, well, they also go up to their rooms to kind of settle in. Like, let's all go up, we'll get settled in, and then we'll come back down and we'll we'll have the party. And, you know, again, our dashing hero is going to our you know checking in on our damsel in distress you know like it's okay don't don't worry about it you know i think you know there's something weird going on here but i don't believe in ghosts and and all that nonsense something real happened to me something you know hit me and as long as we stay together and stay calm we're all going to be fine but she's adamant that somebody's trying to kill her she was grabbed um you know, she was like, grabbed
1: and literally told someone was gonna to try to kill her. Yeah,
0: and, and she doesn't even understand, like of all the people who right. work for Vincent Price, why was she selected to be there? Right. So he's worried about her, and 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 you know, as they separate, she's alone in the room and she opens up what well, looks like a little chest, and inside is a severed head. Yes. So she handles that about as well as she's handled everything so far, which, again, is completely understandable and goes off screaming. And she goes running downstairs and like to everybody else. And they're like, she's like, well, you told me they never found the heads. Well, I know where one of the heads is. It's in my room. So they all go rushing up to the room. And, of course, the head isn't there. And the doctor's like, you know what? You want me to give you a sedative to calm you down? You know, but now she's, she's completely... She's completely on it, over the edge. She's oh yeah, no. Yeah, she's afraid. Her nerves are frazzled. She, you know, nobody believes her, which is, I think, disturbing her even more than what's going on. You know, because even if they don't believe in ghosts, they should be believing somebody's messing with me. You know, how about at least you give me that? You know, but again, as much as you know, the test pilot hero kind of wants to believe her. Where, where's the evidence? So she decides she's going to stay in her room for the rest of the night, lock herself in. And that's that's how, you know, that's going to be. So, again, they kind of all separate and and uh, Pritchett and the test pilot and the doctor go back downstairs. And Vincent Price and his wife get another little, you know, argument. And the newspaper columnist volunteers to kind of stay upstairs in the room next to Nora's just like, you know, if if she needs help. She'll be right next door, and she can, she can come, you know, check on her. So um, the wife walks out of the room on Vincent Price, so she goes storming off, and a few moments later, we hear a scream and then, like, a gag. And the test pilot is all like, oh, my God, it's Nora. He goes running up the stairs, and halfway up the stairs at the landing, he sees a woman's body hanging there by the neck she's been hung and murdered and she's like my god Nora and the doctor comes up behind him like what happened I, I don't know. They really found her hanging there and Vincent Price comes from the top of the stairs and is like oh oh, oh my god we, we, we get her down get her down and they, they untie her and they bring her down and we find out it's not Nora it's Vincent Price's wife she's been murdered because at first it's like oh she committed suicide and he's like well did you see anything for her to stand on to kick out from underneath her and hang herself? No, she didn't hang herself up there. Somebody put her up there. Somebody murdered her, and of course they all look at Vincent Price, and he's like, "I, I, but I, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I had reason to. and Yeah, I, I, threatened to, but, but I didn't
1: do it. I mean, yeah, I kind of ooze swarmy evil, but I mean, this is a bit
0: on the nose, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, the obvious red herring, right? So, if anybody wasn't on edge before they are on edge now because there's been a murder yes. and you know, it's, it, this is where it almost kind of, the movie starts borrowing a little bit from Agatha Christie's. And then there were none right. because yeah, there are like, all right, somebody here's a killer. We don't know who or why, you know, the only one with a motive to kill her really is Vincent price. Um, you know, we were all invited here under the pretense of a party in 10 grand. All through the night, more things just keep happening to Nora. Not only that, she sees the ghost of uh, Lauren. Uh, the, the, it's uh, the the Vincent Price and his wife. They're the Laurens, yes. and she sees the ghost of Mrs. Loring hanging, floating outside her window on the second floor, and the rope that hung her kind of snakes in through the window and kind of surrounds her feet, and then pulls back out the window as she screams and everybody again goes to run and check on her and she's like there's ghosts outside the window and everybody's like all right I think we've had enough of this now she's completely fried and and doesn't want to talk to anybody and you know she's mad and the test pilot's trying to calm her down again and she's like but you know nobody believes me and 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 I want to get out of this house and of course British like there's no way out of the house and you know, Vincent Price catches Pritchett staring at his wife's body in the bed. And he's like, what are you doing in here looking at my wife? And he's like, I had to watch her. If you don't watch her, the ghosts will come and get her. They'll claim her. You you, you, you got to you gotta look after her. And he kicks Pritchett out of the room. And the the doctor and the test pilot keep having like little private conversations about what's going on and who's behind all this. And finally, they decide again, much like in and then there were not. OK, everybody's going to go to their room. Lock themselves in until morning. Nobody's coming out because whoever comes out is obviously the killer. And we've all got our guns and we're ready to shoot. So everybody retires to their room. But of course, the test pilot has to go look after the attractive woman. And they're talking. He goes, I think there's a secret passage down this way. And during this time, we find the twist. Mrs. Lauren is not dead. She faked her death with the help of the doctor. They are having an affair. And this is all a setup. The doctor and the wife have set this whole thing up to get Nora so frightened and armed with a gun that they're going to set it up so that she's off on her own and they're going to send you know, get manipulate Vincent Price into going after her so that she ends up shooting him. And that will be, you know, and they're like, well, you know, what about, you know, your hench? Hang- oh, we'll just play that up. It was a Halloween prank as part of the party. We didn't know she was going to get all upset and end up killing my husband. You know, he's dead. He's out of the way. We'll be together and we have his money. Now, even with this setup, now that we know that they're behind it, it still doesn't explain how they pulled off some of these really like, like they the literal rope they, trick. <laughs> yeah, they explain they explain how they faked her hanging. I mean, sure. that's easy yeah. enough with the harness, but how they pulled off the rope trip and her floating outside the window, or how they got Mrs. Slide to actually slide, yes, kind of goes unexplained. But. After, again, once again, this test pilot gets trapped in another secret room. Norma gets all upset and starts running around screaming and running into the basement. Um, the doctor, to set his plan in motion, goes to Vincent Price and says, "Like, well, somebody better find her. She could be in danger. I'll check up here. Why don't you go downstairs? Which he does. And as He goes down into the basement to find Nora. Nora turns around, sees him, panic, and shoots him. So Vincent Price drops dead on the floor. Nora drops her gun and runs screaming upstairs. Just as she disappears up the stairs, the doctor comes out of one of the secret panels, goes over to Vincent Price's body, and then starts dragging it towards the um, acid Pit. He cranks open the acid pit because I don't know why this is part of his plan. Because they don't need to dispose of the body, right? You know, the part of the whole part of the plan is that you know Nora shot him. She's going to take right. the fall for the killing,
1: right? I always wondered the same thing. It's like, why are you burying the very evidence you need to prove it wasn't you?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you you if anything, if you wanted to kill him and dispose of the body, just kill him and dispose of the body. <laughs> right. You could have just done that. We could just pushed him in a while ago. So, you know, for whatever reason he cranks, a, you know, the thing open and she drags Vincent Price's body over and the lights go out. And you hear a splash, sizzle. That's when Mrs. Lauren comes down the stairs to gloat and she's calling for the doctor, you know, is it all set? Are we are we done? And all of a sudden she hears vincent price's voice calling to her from beyond the grave you know accusing her of his murder and then his skeleton rises up out of the acid bath and starts kind of chasing her around the rock it looks it's, it looks pretty convincing I mean, it's a kind of a janky effect, but you know. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, you know, for 1959, it looks. Re- I mean, if you're already on edge and freaking out, it looks. Re- I mean, I'd have been freaked out. It looks pretty convincing, but it's also like a perfectly bleached, clean skeleton. You know, <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. In the acid bath, and I yeah. just wrote earlier, it doesn't take long to, to, to skeletal, the, the acid to skeletalize somebody. Right. So. The skeleton kind of circles around her and puts its hand on her shoulder and she starts screaming and it backs her so that she falls into the acid bath which is a pretty horrible death i got to imagine. Oh
1: for sure, for sure.
0: Fortunately that acid is pretty quick acting so i don't think she suffered long.
1: I like how the 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 skeleton hand comes up and kind of looks like it pushes her.
0: A little bit, yeah. That's when it revealed, oh, another reveal is, oh, it was a kind of a janky puppet on strings type of skeleton because that's exactly what that's it exact, was. Yeah. Vincent comes, Price was alive and well and hiding in a corner controlling the skeleton.
1: With this amazing contraption, like this huge contraption that would now be
0: just like a smartphone app or something. Yes. He's got all these little cranks and gizmos to you know, yeah. keep it going. It's it
1: looks like something out of like a, well I guess like out of a classic horror movie or something but it does it's it's a very elaborate like and you can suddenly see these huge strings it's 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 great
0: yeah and he gives this you know sinister little speech it's like oh you didn't think I knew about you and the doctor uh, while you and the doctor were playing game of murder you didn't understand that I was playing too so at this point. Norris runs screaming through the house, and she finds uh, Watson Pritchett and the journalist are at the secret door that the the test pilot got trapped behind, again, trying to get him out. And they do manage to get him out. She comes running up. I just shot Mr. Lauren. He's dead in the basement. And they all go running downstairs. And that's, you know, they find, you know, uh, Vincent Price standing there, and he explains the whole thing, you know. Yeah. My wife and the doctor had set this whole thing up to murder me. Um, you know, I made sure... I knew what they were doing, so I made sure that Nora's gun had blanks. I think you should have made sure everybody's gun had blanks, right? but, you know, the, the, a lot of this movie hinges on the characters it, doing exactly what everybody ex- expects them to do.
1: Yeah, it's one of those. Like I was, That's why, you know, at the beginning, I said there's a lot of reaching. You have to, you have to be
0: able to reach with this movie. But, you know, he explains, and he says, then you know what? I'm ready for the authorities to arrest me and put me on trial because you know, I, it, it was all in self-defense. I don't know if he has proof. I mean, he must have some... If he was yeah. onto their plan, he must have some proof of of their, you know... Collusion, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, they, and plan to murder him. Like,
1: they must have had their plan in writing somehow between letters or something. Because otherwise, like, I don't know how he's going to explain how he just murdered two people. in this mess.
0: But, you know what? As far as everybody else is concerned, it's like, well, he's very charming. So, you know, I guess the whole situation is over. And at this point, you're now like, okay, so... Was everything that happened set up by the, you know, Vincent Price until then? Or or was, was there something actually supernatural going on? And that's when Mr. Pritchett, who's standing over the acid bath, says, well, now there's nine ghosts. And they're going to be coming for me next. And then they'll be coming for you. And, you know, he looks into the camera and you start hearing the creaking noises and the moans and the clomps and the chains and the, and the front door of the house. Yeah. So you're still like, all right, well, we know the hill is haunted because it's the house on Haunted Hill. Fair enough. But it's never really clear. I mean, it is, does seem like, yes, the house was haunted and it just ended up being the playground of this murderous little game between right. a rich man and his his uh, gold digging wife. Well, it does. It, it does. A, it, I mean, that house
1: clearly does have a, I assume, unusual set of murders in its history. Yes. Right. That I is mean, a fact. at the very least, like uh, Pritchard's, you know, prediction came true there. <laughs> you know, it's it, the house is going to end up, you know, with someone murdered, apparently two uh, murdered. in it. So that is, you know. So, OK. So going back to the slides, do you th- were they working for. Um, were they working for... I forgot her name. The the wife and the the doctor, you think? Because they would have had to have been.
0: It seems like, you know, well, she says they weren't fully aware of the plan.
1: Yeah. I guess I didn't really... Well, he says... Does she say that? Because he says something like um, when, you know, when they're taking off the harness and everything, he says something like they never fully knew what they were doing. But I I just took that to mean, well, yeah, they didn't know how to check if a body was dead or not. But I didn't think anything more of that. Um, But if you're saying like, oh, they were in on the doctor
0: and wife's plan, then, yeah, all that makes sense. I don't think they were fully in on the doctor's on I think the doctor and the wife manipulated it into doing a few certain things, like maybe getting the wife to go down in the basement. Scare these like, people. Yeah, just yeah. scare them. It's part of the party. Right. It's part right. of the party.
1: Like, no, I don't think they were in on like a murder plot, but I think like they – I mean, I guess I, I didn't really pick up on that. It's funny. I've seen this movie, God, at least a dozen times, and I don't think I ever picked up on that part of it like i always took that line at face value of oh they just don't know how to check if a body is like in clue you know they just didn't realize um not that they were in on it but that does you know completely explain yeah all the setup and the slide and you know yeah he's gonna kill you and all that all right
0: yeah it, it, there's no other reason for mr slides to have grabbed Nora and exactly gonna kill you unless somebody put him up to it right and, he may, and if he really believed it why would he leave the house and not call the police
1: right like i always just took it for granted as like they're saying some spooky stuff in a scary movie um and you know i didn't realize it connected that well
0: yeah no right. I, I think they were That's set cool. up to do that by the wife to say yeah oh i agree dude, now I completely a spooky yeah. party so you guys just do this as part of the party
1: yeah yeah no i know i completely agree now that that, that totally fits
0: but you know, the, like we said, this movie is is really well paced. It's got yes. a great group of characters. A
1: very brisk. Movie,
0: I mean, yeah. the female reporter journalist, she doesn't get a whole lot to do. No, she's
1: hardly in it. Like you, you, yeah. There's a couple of yeah. She's one of the ones you just kind of forget. She's good.
0: Like you know, It's, yeah, well, it's a very well acted movie. I it's mean, a great cast. But um, you're right. She kind of like just there. You know, Nora's excellent as well, and she did, she's almost, I mean, she's got, like, the leading female role, but it's almost a thankless role, because she's basically trying to run around screaming. I mean, she's a but, good scream queen. But not only that, she's completely justified.
1: Yes, she's justified in every single, bo- including screaming, which is what I'd be doing, but also, to her credit, she had a gun, and she used it.
0: Well, and at this point, she was convinced yeah. that uh, Vincent Price was trying to kill her, and that's she, why she was invited there. But
1: she didn't, like, put it down and whimper or anything.
0: Like, you know, she was like, alright, bang. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of respect that. No, and apparently she's a, she's a, she would have been a good, well, we don't know whether she's a good shot or not because she was firing blanks. Right. He just had to act like he'd been hit. and, and draw. And, you know, in the condition she was in, there's no reason she wouldn't believe she'd just killed him.
1: Oh, yeah, no, he was just feet away. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really fun movie. It just it, is. It's it, a really fun. It's a it's a it's about as fun as a horror movie gets, like, you know, horror, a I murder
0: mystery goes. cat and mouse in a haunted house. Yeah, I get the Christie like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and it's like, again, it's kind of the perfect thing you can have on in the background at a Halloween party, whether it's for kids. teen. I mean, I don't know whether kids can get into a, a, a black and white movie these days. I don't know. Some of them seem like they're just fine with it. Others not. But. Once you know the setup of the movie for the most part, you can watch it, you know, as it's playing during a party or whatever and not really have to pay attention to every little bit. You know, just the the background sound of it is enough to, you know, put you in the Halloween spirit.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, if you're it's it's well worth seeing um if you haven't.
0: Um and again, it's easy enough to say.
1: Oh yeah. No, I I guess um I don't know if you I don't think you said earlier but um and I didn't look it up. But like you said, it's probably going to be about just about every streaming service because it is public domain. So it shouldn't be too hard to find.
0: I, I did look it up and I saw that just about every one of those, you know, free streaming services yeah, that, that have tracks. it up there. Yeah. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, if Peacock and 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 Netflix because they're not having to pay any fees to have it up there. Right. And it's it's a super fun movie. It really is. You know, and excellent performances by Everyone, you know, Vincent Price was always a good performer. Elijah Cook, there's a reason he was constantly cast in, you know, hundreds of films, you know. Um, And, you know, Carol Oma, although, you know, we looked up the others and most of them don't have big filmographies. Some is a lot of TV work, but, you know, they they made a few pictures for, you know, in, in a certain period of time. But, you know, that that was about it. Although Carol uh, Omar looked like she she passed away kind of young. Yeah. But again, she's just excellent in her role. She's the villainous. Yet you still kind of like her. Yeah. No, I mean,
1: that's the thing. Like, well, again, um, you know, Vincent Price triumphs. I suppose you're supposed to want him to. But at the same time, like, they don't say it, but he probably killed his last three wives. <laughs> now, fourth. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. We, we don't know that for sure, but I mean, you know. <laughs>
0: for all we know, his past three lives tried to kill him, too, and that's why he's gone to all these plans. Well, that's, maybe oh, keeps, man. that You know, I hadn't thought of that. You might be right. Maybe he keeps marrying these it's gold digging murderesses who want to murder him, and he's like, jeez. Yeah, you know? Now he knows the signs to look for and why it's so easy for him to catch on. Right. Right, he's
1: got yeah, he's got all the playbooks. You know, it's like oh, I know this one.
0: This is the second time somebody used this plan of panicking a girl into shooting me. (laughs) Nobody has any original ideas. (laughs) Right, I was gonna say that's not even even original, and that's honestly the
1: worst part. Just just the lack, the lack of any creativity.
0: My first wife tried to drop a piano on me. I just refused to stand on the X. Didn't seem to think you know. All right, so anything else you want to say specifically about House on Haunted Hill, which I watch every year? I mean, we're both – we watch horror movies year-round. Sure, sure. We're not just, you know, in October. But this is definitely one of my Halloween watches because it really puts me in the Halloween spirit.
1: Oh, I definitely feel that, yeah. Um, No, this was a lot of fun. Like, I I, this is one of the first – I remember I can't, I can't remember the first time I saw this I believe I had seen it I, I can't remember if I if I had seen it for the first time before or after the remake um, uh, I'm guessing probably after but at any rate it's it's one of the first like you know quote unquote old uh, movies uh, one of the first like you know black and white movies that i truly really liked like it i i I loved it all the way through and um it's one of the it's it, it was a movie that early on i would seek out again to be like all right you know do i still you know it's it's been a while since i've seen it does it hold up and every time it does <laughs> every single time it's like oh yeah this holds up it's great
0: I remember the first time I watched it, I didn't expect anything out of it. I expect you know, it's oh it's just gonna be a hokey old right. price Exactly. black and white, you know, and then every now and then it's like this is kinda creepy and like, oh, that actually, you know, got a bit of a jump on
1: it. The, the reveal, yeah, man, the Mrs. Slides reveal is is well done. <laughs> and it still is. It still holds up, it's still creepy, it's still well shot. Um uh, great. Yeah, it's just great. Oh, that, you know, that, that perfect movie.
0: creepy music score that they all had in those fifty movies. 50 um, movies I should say. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like you mentioned the remake, the remake's pretty damn good too.
1: It's very different, but it's yeah, that one's a lot of fun too.
0: It it follows a lot of the same plot points. But it definitely like there's there's no doubt about whether the house on haunted hill is haunted yeah. in that movie. There's absolutely no doubt on right, that. Right. Definitely some vengeful angry spirits in that house looking to kill whoever comes through those doors.
1: Yeah, that's more it's still you know, a fun, quote-unquote, horror movie, but it's certainly more of a horror movie. It's trying to retain, like, some of the um, some of the energy to it to not make it, like, super somber, but there's no question that it's trying to be a a much scarier and um, certainly more supernatural movie.
0: And and Jeffrey Rush plays a good Vincent Price.
1: Yes, yes, he does.
0: So that was actually going to be one of my recommendations. Oh, right on. Uh, Why don't you go ahead with yours first?
1: Oh, I mean, my, you know, um, when I was watching this, it's like, okay, you know, as much as I like this movie, I can now see why, like I could enjoy, uh, and very much did, uh, Dark Shadows. Um, Dark Shadows is thematically similar. I mean, it's about a creepy, spooky house and the, you know, relatively human conditions in it. Uh, although I it guess it's increasingly more supernatural as it goes on, but it's got very much the same vibe. Um, like I see a lot of, uh, uh i see a lot of um oh i forget his first name but mr lauren you know vincent price i see it i see a lot of um that and lewis Edmonds later as uh, roger collins um uh like it's got it's got it's got a very similar vibe to it um in, in a lot of ways so yeah uh that's that's i mean that's that's what came to my mind a lot you know it's just aside from like um just you know checking out any of the whichever one that like, catches your eye wh- whether it be maybe it's the blob or you know one of like the the even more campier um uh older horror movies but seek out like any of these classics that you haven't given a chance yet and give it a shot and see you know see for yourself like if you think it holds up if you can you know if you can still roll with it um you know my 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 best advice is just just get into it you know just 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 roll with the just roll with what they're giving you and what I, what I love about this movie in particular is they started off straight away. You know, they give you the scream track. They give you the opening, you know, narration, just, you know, s- straight to it. Like, you know, we're going to have some fun with this. And uh, it's a blast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to recommend uh, Horror Hotel, which we covered. Yes. It's, yep. I, I don't remember if we covered last year or the year before. I think it was the year before. Another one of my annual Halloween viewings. I
1: feel like it was our first year. Yeah.
0: Which actually we were going to do this, but I switched it out for that one. At like I think the last minute, we decided to. I decided I wanted to do that movie first. Um, uh, like I said, the remake, and also the movie "The Legend of Hell House," starring Roddy McDowell. Oh, that's a fun one. Yeah, uh, written by Richard Matheson, my favorite horror author. You know, it's about the investigation into, again, uh, the the hell house is the the referred to in the movie as the Mount Everest of haunted houses. So, again, like the movie, the the house in this movie, it's the real haunted house that, you know, nobody has ever survived a night in except for Roddy McDowell's character. And they're going back to uh, he's he's called back to for another investigation into the house. uh, and that's a great the, 70s horror thriller.
1: And that's the one that would get remade into the Liam Neeson haunting. Is that that one? No, uh, that is. I always the get that haunt- confused.
0: Yes, there is a See, haunting of Hell House. Hunting ha- of Hill House is the original movie was called The Haunting. And that was remade as The Haunting starring Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson. And Catherine Zeta-Jones. Okay. Uh, Luke Wilson. No, Owen Wilson. Yes, Owen, yeah. And, oh, who else was in that? Um, uh, oh, she was, wasn't she? It's the same woman. I, I'm positive it's the same woman who was in uh, The Conjuring. Who gets uh, possessed in The Conjuring. It's escaping me at the moment. But, Yeah. That's a diff- That's based on the 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 haunting of Hill House. The Legend of Hell House has kind of a similar story because it is about the investigation of a famous haunted house. But I prefer uh, Matheson's Legend of Hell House, starring Roddy McDowell. Gotcha.
1: Okay. And then I know, I know there's a Stephen King movie or two that is is kind of similar. I think one of them's like well, um, oh, so you okay? Cool, you know. <laughs> I figured you might. Rose
0: red was the. Oh, what? What was the? Was it called? It's like rose. rose red?
1: Is there's there's rose red and rose matter, right? But I can't remember. Like I'm not like I I I like Stephen King stuff, but I'm not as I'm not nearly as
0: versed. But, yeah, it was – I can't believe I can't remember the the, the the title of it because Julian Sands and Kevin Teague were in the TV miniseries. Which but was really was, good. Or at least I liked it. It was supposed to be yet another um, take on The Haunting of Hill House, but they decided – Stephen King decided okay. to kind of write his own script heavily based on it.
1: Okay, okay. Okay, so hence all of the confusion. So the, at least I feel my confusion all, is justified.
0: Yes, they're all very similar plots, and I think it's Rose Red. I'm fairly certain that's what it's called. Uh, yes, Rose Red, and then the 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 um, companion novel was like the Diary of Ellen Rimbauer. Okay, that sounds like similar. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right, so recommendations all right uh time for our magnificent seven degrees where yep. we connect this movie to my favorite film the magnificent seven and seven steps or less and you said you've got one
1: yeah i do so uh elijah cook jr was in a movie uh this was produced uh, about, uh by uh william castle well other people i suppose as well but william castle produced this called uh, rosemary's baby uh which is a really fun movie if you haven't seen it um and uh, Rosemary's Baby also had John Cassavetes, who was Franco, right, in uh, Dirty Dozen with uh, Charles Dr. Bronson. Franco. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, I mean, Elijah Cook has Junior has no shortage of films. Yeah,
1: no, then. yeah. I mean, he was also, as we mentioned, I think before, he was in Salem's Lot. Um, like he's going to be in a couple of our movies at
0: least. He's in three great seventies vampire movies: Dracula right. Salem's Lot, and The Night Stalker. Blackley is really good. We should cover that. All right. So for mine, it's real easy. Vincent Price was in Master of the World with Charles Bronson, so oh, we both enough. use Charles Bronson. We always seem to. I think Charles Bronson is the one we've connected to more than anybody else.
1: I mean, it's probably the easiest to do. He's got the most contemporary movies to connect to. Uh, although Master of the World really is, what, 70s? But yeah. yeah, exactly. He had such a long film career. So.
0: All right. So, um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter or X, Instagram, and Blue Sky, at Movie Matt But I really think where you want to follow me now is on Letterboxd. Yeah, I've been and... around to that myself. Yeah, we're gonna to try to get Todd to set up his own little little account there too. But if you go on Letterboxd, you can look me up there at movie Matt M-O-V-I-E, M-A-T-T-S-I-R-O-I-S. And I'm making all sorts of lists for movies. I'm I'm rating a bunch of movies. I'm doing reviews. And if you see what movies I'm watching on Friday nights, and I will be posting that in what's called the Diary you will know what we're going to be covering that weekend because we watched the movie on Friday nights. And, you know, sure enough, I logged it and did a brief little review of House on Haunted Hill after uh, we finished watching it. So that's the place to really be following this podcast. Also, if you need an extra dose of me gabbing about a movie, I was a guest on the most recent episode of fade out where I discussed uh, with that show's host, Rob Kelly. uh, We discussed the film career of director Gordon Douglas and went in depth on his final film, Viva Knievel. So you can find the fade out. uh, It's part of the fire and water podcast network. You can find fade out uh, anywhere. You found our podcast fade out rob kelly it's a great podcast you should check it out
1: i listened to it uh it was a lot of fun it was a really good episode
0: yes uh
1: thanks yeah no problem it was a lot of fun well, it, it really was a lot of fun viva uh, viva knievel uh i i gotta see it <laughs> you guys well, maybe want to see it
0: <laughs> and gordon douglas was a fascinating subject it, it was a name i yes. didn't know until i started looking up like i seen a ton of his movies I enjoy a bunch of his movies. He was the director of them. You know, he's he's he is the guy. If he existed in the Simpsons universe, he directed every one of Troy McClure's movies because he's directed (laughs) sci fi westerns and some really, really bizarre out there films like I was a communist for the FBI. and Skullduggery. And check out the podcast. Check out the Fade Out podcast. uh, Part of the Fire and Water Network.
1: No, no, very briefly. Like, I was a communist for the FBI. I think you can figure out what that movie's about. Um, as, as crazy as the title might be, it's pretty, it's exactly what it is. But uh, Skullduggery, go very quickly on the synopsis of that because that's amusing.
0: Well, Skullduggery is a jungle adventure, lost civilization, courtroom drama. Starring Burt Reynolds, and um, they they discover while while trying to find a sulfur deposit in the jungle, the expedition finds a tribe of eight people that may be the missing link between man and the apes, and. One of them gets pregnant, another one is murdered, and there's a courtroom trial, and Blackula is the prosecutor. Now, um,
1: what other movies would you say are like Skullduggery?
0: I can't think of a single other movie that is like Skullduggery. There's probably one out there, but Skullduggery is truly an original picture.
1: uh, Now, did you... What did you, would you say you enjoyed it or would you just say like it's I, hard to say because it was just so
0: peculiar that it hasn't still digested yet? Well, let's be put it this way. I watched the movie and then immediately purchased the Blu-ray. Okay. Oh, so you saw the movie before you got the Blu-ray. I,
1: did, I didn't know oh, you'd yeah. already seen it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, did, I had no idea. Like I, I knew of the Blu-ray, but um, I didn't because I saw it, but I didn't know you'd already seen it at that point. Um. Yeah, like that sounds like one of the movie, I can't think of any good examples for now, but there, every so often you see a movie that it's like, I don't know if I liked or disliked that, but I'm still thinking about it. So maybe I did like it. Like it's just, it just hits you and, and you're just not sure how, um, you know, it's more, it ends up being more compelling than anything else. So it takes, a, it takes a while to like fully register exactly how you feel about it.
0: It's an experience. Yeah,
1: well, that's that's awesome. I mean, that's, sometimes that's the best though. Uh, even if it ends up being truly terrible, like, uh, the house of the dead, like, that was an experience. <laughs> um, yeah. um, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I, it, I, I don't know. It brings me joy to think about as crazy as it was.
0: All right. Well, with that, we thank you as always. We thank you as always for listening and hope to have you back next time. Thank you everyone. Stay gold people.